The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Well, hello there, everybody, and welcome to a brand new edition of We Got Next here on the MMA Fighting Podcasting Network. I am Mike Heck, and I hope you're having a wonderful week. Spring is right around the corner. The birds are starting to sing a little louder down here in South Carolina. The weather is getting warmer. Golf season is upon us. I'm a pretty happy camper right now. We also have quite the show this week, and we have a lot to discuss in the world of mixed martial arts not particularly on this show but all the other shows but there's just a lot going on what a a crazy saturday night we just had with bellator with the ufc with bkfc all having events i mean just a lot going on there's no shortage of stories in the world of mixed martial arts but on this show this week two interviews i will say it was going to be three But we decided to call an audible since I had this conversation on Tuesday and there was a lot in that chat that we need to hear from the other side of things on in multiple ways and get comment on. But you'll get to read that interview heading into UFC 272. It was a very interesting chat to say the least. However... That's the game. That is the business. We want to make sure we get both sides of these stories. We've dealt with this a couple of times already this year. But we do have some fun chats on the show this week. But before we get to those, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review wherever you're listening to the program this week. The MMA Fighting Podcasting Network. We have two of them. We have this and we have the MMA Hour. Make sure you subscribe to both of those on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Megaphone, wherever you find your favorite podcasts, 
And on the MMA Fighting Feed, you get this show and all of the shows on the network, tons of them. We got BTL, we got the pre and post fight shows, Fighter versus Writer, we got Guillermo Cruz's podcast, we got the ranking show. That is coming back next week since we are getting ready to turn the calendar to March. Of course, we get on to the next one. And from what I understand, there might be a couple more new shows coming down the pipeline. So stay tuned for that. But let's get to the interviews this week. Here is the lineup. Wrapping us up, we'll speak with Terrence McKinney, T-Rex, will join us. The UFC lightweight, his story is unbelievable. We talked about it on What the Heck back when that was a thing back in the day. So you can go back into the archives of What the Heck, listen to that conversation, you can go back to his interview on our YouTube channel, hear everything that he has gone through. He now has his second Octagon appearance set for this Saturday at UFC Vegas 49 against Ferez Zayem. This fight was supposed to happen in November, and we found out the day of the card that one of McKinney's corners tested positive for COVID, so they just scratched the fight altogether. They pushed it back a few months, and a lot of people are excited to see him back because his first fight in the octagon ended in seven seconds at UFC 263, stopped Matt Frivola, did the celebration, hurt himself luckily everything was okay but he finally gets back in there this saturday so we'll talk about the fight the delay his very public support of joe rogan and a whole lot more always enjoy talking with terrence mckinney who was at the barbershop when we had this conversation he uh i know you don't get to, to actually watch the video but just rocking an incredible fade i will say that but first if you are a fan of the mma hour and you subscribe to that program on youtube or the podcast network then good for you because you get two gay guard Musasi interviews this week. He will defend his Bellator middleweight title on Friday against Austin Vanderford in the main event of Bellator 275. Bellator back in Dublin, Ireland. So you know the crowd is going to be insane. They're going to be excited. What an atmosphere it shall be. And we will go ahead and preview that fight. We'll talk his future. If the plan is still to fight the winner of the light heavyweight Grand Prix, which we found out that the finale is going to happen in April between Vadim Nemkov and Corey Anderson, his thoughts on Israel Adesanya's win against Robert Whitaker at UFC 271 and more. That conversation with the champ is coming up next on We Got Next. Thank you for listening, everybody. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And new customers to DraftKings can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent... 
You want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. The reigning, defending, undisputed Bellator middleweight champion of the world, Gegard Mousasi. He has his next title defense on the horizon. February 25th in Dublin, Ireland, Bellator 275. He's going to defend against Austin Vanderford. Always enjoy chatting with the champion of the world. Gegard, how are you, sir? Thanks, Mike. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you here once again, sir. And might I say, it's nice to see you getting back in there at the beginning of the year because I looked this up. A couple of minutes ago, the last time we saw you fight in the first quarter of the year, it was 2017 when you fought Talis Lates in the UFC. Yeah. Normally we're waiting till May or the summer or the fall, but now yeah. we get a Gegard Musasi fight pretty quick in 2022. I'm sure you're pretty happy about that. Yeah, but especially uh, the way it looks right now, I could fight three times this year. So uh, t- hopefully no COVID, no injury. And uh, the schedule of Bellator allows me to fight that uh, that many times. Because the last two years I fought two times, but uh, it was not my choice. It just uh, pandemic pandemic happened, and uh, we had to deal with it. Hundred percent. I I thought back to our last conversation as I was watching your fight with John Salter in August because you hit the nail on the head. You said your strength would be a huge weapon that most people underestimate how strong you actually are. You said you would get John Salter tired and you said you would put him away. So you pretty much predicted this to a T. So I'm curious if anything at all surprised you in the fight, because it sure didn't seem like anything surprised you at all. Well, no, I think the first round delivered, you know, I didn't take a lot of chances. He was holding me, but uh, you know, I knew I would get eventually my chances, you know. Uh, the, the guys that are constantly going for takedowns, they fatigue. It just, it costs a lot of energy to take someone down and hold him down. So, especially now with the fan of those, I feel I have to buy up the, a little bit the same strategy. It's not a secret. He wants to take me down, hold me, and I have to get up. And uh, if I take away uh, that weapon of him, uh, the takedown, or even if I don't take that away, if I get up all the time right away, uh, I take his uh, most um, most of his strength away. Yeah, I mean, after the fight, I mean, they bring Vanderford in the cage. You guys face off, and it's. I mean, you probably knew this was coming. If you beat John Salter, you're probably going to fight Austin Vanderford. But to get a hundred percent clarity, they bring him in, and the next opponent is set that night officially. That had to have been refreshing for for, for somebody like yourself. That's 
hoping to stay as active as possible to bring him right in there and know full on that you're fighting him next. Was that refreshing to know that this is a done deal, just waiting for the date? Well, uh, I didn't know I was uh, going to fight him. Uh, they brought him in the cage and I said, oh yeah, okay, next <laughs> opponent. It's good to know uh, uh, long ahead who you're going to fight. So that was nice, but uh, uh, I'm okay. He's, uh, he's the number one guy. He's 11-0. and 0. Uh, So we're going to test him. I mean, you didn't know for sure, but you, you had an idea that they were probably going to go in well, that direction, right? Uh, not really. Not really. Uh, uh, you had also a talk-off. Uh, you had Joe Romero. So I had no idea it would be him, you know? That's it. I mean, how interesting would that have been if they brought Yoel in the cage? I know how you feel about maybe fighting Yoel someday. Imagine they brought him in the cage. How would you have felt about that one? It's my job to fight. So uh, whoever they give me at the middleweight, I fight. Like you said, Austin's a great wrestler, good top game, brings a lot of pressure. I mean, this experience isn't quite to the level of John Salter, but yeah, there's, there's some similarities here. How, like what, what differentiates Vanderford from Salter, in your opinion, what's, what's different? I mean, I know there's a lot of similarities here, but what, what do you think differs well, Vanderford? Well, he's less of a submission guy. He's more of a ground and pound guy. Mm, he has a better wrestling, more uh, faster, explosive. Uh, he switches ankles, angles, you know, with his wrestling. So uh, definitely better wrestler. Uh, and um Good ground game uh, in as holding position, but I haven't seen him on his back. I haven't seen him pushed. Uh, you know, a lot of things that I haven't seen, but uh, also because he's undefeated, so uh, a lot of things are not un, un, uh, is unanswered. So we'll see how it goes. And you get to fight in in Dublin, Ireland, with a crazy, energetic crowd, incredible atmosphere. I'm trying to yeah. think back. I know you fought all over the world at this point in your career, but have you fought in Dublin before? Or is this the first time? No, I fought twice. Once when I was upcoming and uh, one time I fought, uh, no. Yeah. The, uh, Uriah Hall I fought. Second oh, that's time. right. That's right. That's right. Are you looking, are you looking forward to, uh, to getting back and, and listening to that crowd go crazy? Ireland, Ireland, are uh, Irish people are, uh, you know, I find them very uh, friendly uh very hospitable very nice people and uh, they're also a big uh, fighting fans so uh great to fight uh, for a crowd that's you know they uh, they like fighting so <laughs> we see how it goes you you see how they are with the walkouts right if they know the song they'll sing it out and they'll get all crazy yeah. you have a special walkout plan for for next saturday uh, no no but uh, I, I've, I've been i was the mvp douglas lima it was also the same you know the the crowd sings uh, if they know the songs, is you know, it was a great, great atmosphere to be honest. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, but uh, I'm I'm there to do a job. I'm not there to enjoy the hospitalities or uh, the you know the the crowd. I'm, I'm there to beat this guy and then uh, do it in a good fashion. And uh, we're gonna go for the finish. I think uh, that's the best way to beat this guy. Uh, not to try to win on points just to fight him. I mean, you called your shot last time and I know you don't know for sure until the fight happens and you see what's in front of you and you spend some time in that cage with Austin, but how do we get this done on the 25th gig? What's, what, what's playing in your head repeatedly here? Well, uh, 
I think uh, stand-up is in trouble, you know. I think uh, what I have to do is pressure him and then uh, he will shoot, he will shoot. I get up, I get up or uh, I stiff the stuff, the takedown. And one of those takedowns is not going to go well and then I'm going to end up on uh, on top. And then uh, and then it's my time. And I think uh, I'll, I can, I can uh, get the finish there. Now, you had told me a couple of times in the last chats that we had that you've been told that you're going to fight the winner of the light heavyweight Grand Prix. I assume that is still in the cards for you at this point. Yeah, I'd probably, probably uh, end of the year. I think so. Yeah. Well, but, now the uh, first, yeah. yeah, Vanderford, but uh, I, uh, I haven't heard the rest of the schedule, but, uh, but I've heard I'm going to be busy and uh, I'm going to fight three times uh, this year. Probably, probably it's not guaranteed, but I hope so. Well, they just but they just officially announced the the Grand Prix finale. It's going to take place in April. Yeah, Nemkov April. versus Corey Anderson. So that's a done deal. Yeah. So two yeah. months, a little less than two months after you fight, so that kind of opens things up a little bit for you. Uh, who do you like in that fight? Do you like Nemkov or Anderson to win that fight? I think Nemkov is. You have to give it to Nemkov. I think he has a little bit more advantage, but. Uh, yeah, uh, Anderson looked also good, you know. Uh, it's, a, it's a good fight. It's an exciting fight. But uh, I think the Russian has a little bit more uh, chance of winning. Yeah, it's an interesting matchup. I, I really like it. So with this potential move to 205, let's say, you know, they win the title, whoever comes out of it, it's the champion gets the million bucks, whatever, and then you get the call saying, all right, you're going to fight the winner. How do you approach this? Are you going to spend some time in the weight room, try to bulk up a little bit before you put pen to paper for this fight? Or do you want to try to get another title defense in before you would do something like that? Like, how would you sort of plan that out? Well, you know, I'm a nobody. They give me, they give me a date and uh, we have to work on that. <laughs> so I don't know. It's, uh, uh, I have to wait to see what the ballot is going to offer, you know? Uh, we'll see. Is there a chance this is your last fight at 185? Uh, no, no, I'm the champion. Why would I, uh, why would I uh, let my title go? I'm, uh, I'm at my best at this division, and uh, I believe at my, I'm at my best ever. My friends tell me never felt stronger, so I feel very confident going into the fight. And uh, I could easily say I'm a top three middleweights in the world. And I can beat anybody in this division. Uh, I, you know, I never said I'm the best middleweight because I never believed it. But uh, the way I feel in this fight, uh, uh, the way I feel right now, I feel like I could be easily the, the best middleweight. But, uh, of course, you know, let, Vanderford is in front of me. So uh, let me see uh, what I'm going to do to him first. Right. I mean, the only but, reason like I, I said, I feel I'm at my best, very best. Yeah, I think you showed that in the Salter fight too. People saw that the old man still gets some some tricks. Not saying you're old because I'm older than you. So, but you know what I mean. People, you know how people yeah, know, are in the sport. I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the yeah other... I, could, I could go. I could fight another four years on the top without doubt. Four years. I like that. I could. I could if I want to, but I don't know. I, I don't, <laughs> I'm not planning on that. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't. I mean, four years. That's a long. That's a long time away, man. We don't. We don't think yeah. that far ahead, right? No, no, no. I just this the year three fights and then uh, see what the next plan is. Next year plans are. Well, you mentioned that you feel right now with the way you feel and the way this camp is going and the way you're approaching this fight with Vanderford that you're 
top three middleweight in the world. So I assume that you always get your finger on the pulse, gay guard. I'm, I'm sure there's a chance that you watched Adesanya versus Whitaker on Saturday. Did you watch the fight? Uh, I didn't watch fully. I skipped a lot. I was like, <laughs> the, the 25 minutes I watched in one minute. <laughs> so I don't know how the fight really went. It was very even, I heard, or, uh, you know, but... Uh, uh, I could hang in there definitely with those guys, hundred percent, hundred percent. So you just you just watch it kind of in fast forward, and you're like, I get yeah, it. Yeah, I, I didn't have time, so I just watched the guys that finished the fights. I didn't watch all the fights, and just yeah, I was. <laughs> you're a busy man. No, not really, but <laughs> <laughs> sometimes, sometimes. I was, uh, I wanted, I mean, we started talking briefly off air before we hit record. So I want to get your thoughts on this. Cause I just interviewed, uh, Roberto Soldic, who is in a very yeah. interesting spot right now is the KSW double champ. And he's not sure his future is kind of up in the air right now. He doesn't really know what's, what's going to happen. And he could fight in the UFC. He might stay with KSW says all sorts of promotions have reached out and inquiring about his services as they should. But he said that he's gotten a lot of guidance from you and he's, you've told him many times that you could be the UFC middleweight champion or welterweight champion right now. What have you made yeah. of, of, of his progression? What have you seen from him that, that makes him stand out so much to you? Well, uh, I, I told him, you know, uh, I believe in him and, uh, I, I, I know he, he believes in himself, especially uh, after his last performance, uh, he's double champ for a reason. Uh, he's a exciting fighter. He knocks everybody out. Any promotion would want him. And uh, I understand that he wants to test him against the very best. I've seen him train with guys, uh, UFC guys. And uh, I've seen videos where he beats, you know, I've seen him training with Kevin Lee and he was beating Kevin Lee up. <laughs> so uh, he's definitely a guy that's, yeah. Uh, without a doubt, he can be a champion. I believe in him, and uh, so should he, and I think he does. So that's why he wants to uh, prove himself, you know? I know you're not all that concerned about this, but but I'm curious to get this from your perspective because you're a guy who you know, came from a different scene and you made your way up and got in front of a lot of American eyeballs over the years. Yeah. But you know, when you see guys like Roberto Soldique, the yeah. the fans in that area know who he is, and he's very popular over there. But And the hardcore fans here know who he is, but... A lot of the casual MMA fans, the ones that just watch the UFC or just watch Bellator, they probably have no idea who this guy is. So yeah. it's, it's just kind of interesting how MMA fans just have like such a broad view of what the sport actually entails and who is actually fighting in it, you know? Well, you know, the promotion, uh, you know, they can make you very big if they want to. Uh, Hamzat in three fights, everyone is talking about Hamzat. So... I think uh, Roberto can be the same in two fights or even one fight. You had Chandler, you know, you know, they can make you big. Uh, it depends what the promotion, uh, what kind of intention they have with you. And uh, if they promote you, they can promote you very well. Well said. Well, Gegard, like, like I alluded to earlier, excited. We don't have to wait too deep in the year to see you back in there. And uh, hopefully you. this is the yeah. first of, of many times we see you compete in 2022. So looking forward to it. Safe travels to Dublin and uh, all the best heading into this title defense on February 25th, my man. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Bye-bye. All right, we got... 
Mr. T-Rex back on the show. He returns to action this Saturday against Ferez Ziem at UFC Vegas 49. Terrence McKinney joins us fresh uh, from the barbershop. Is that accurate? How are you, man? Yes, sir. We're out here at Exclusive on Northwest Boulevard. You guys come get your hair cut. This is the best guy out here, man. Well, there you go. It's looking sharp. I like the fade action going on here. I mean, yeah, you got the hair. I lost the battle a couple of years ago. So, uh, <laughs> so there you go. Enjoy those barbershop visits while you can, my man. You know, it's crazy. You know, it's crazy. I feel like you haven't fought in like two years, Terrence. Like I know it's only been eight months, but it feels so much longer than that for some weird reason. I know this is supposed to happen in November. Then one of your cornermen tested positive for COVID and the fight was rescheduled. Has it felt like forever for you as well? Because I feel like I haven't seen yeah, you fight man, in two years. It felt like two years. I wanted to fight in December, man. This is, come on now. I'm trying to keep this ball rolling. They slowing me down. <laughs> were, were, were you disappointed when they pushed it back like three months? I thought that they would put you on like a couple cards from there, but to push it all the way back yeah, till February, like, were you man, disappointed? So I was I was kind of upset about it, but at least I got the same opponent. So like the camp, nothing need to really get switched. Just uh, just make sure I'm in better shape this time. Just always looking to improve every camp. So I'm even more deadly now, and that's gonna be witnessed this Saturday. And to find out that the scratch happened the day of the fight, it, it's one thing if it happens like five days before the fight, but it happened the day of the fight. How, the how tough of, was that I'll for you? <laughs> Oh, man, I was sad, man, because as you guys know, my old high school coach, Mike Kiesa, was on a card. So it'd have been cool to see it go full circle and compete with my boy. Yeah, I, I know you didn't ultimately get to, to fight on the same card with him in the end, but you, you still got to share that week w with him, you know, in, in that po that picture you posted. Oh, I lost your video. Sorry, sorry. You're so popular right now. Everyone's trying to call you, aren't they? They're trying, yeah, trying to interrupt yeah. us right now. No, yeah, but exactly. you, you posted that picture on your Instagram of, of you and like a young hair face, hairless Kiesa. It was just so crazy to look at, but just to share that week with him, that must've been really cool. I know you didn't get to fight on the same card, but still just to have that week with him and, you know, two fighters getting ready to compete on the same card. That must've been a pretty surreal moment for you. It, it was an experience that I'll never forget. And I'm glad I got to be there, man. Yeah. What, what was that like for him? What did he say? Did he say anything to you? Like after you posted that picture, did you get to talk to him about it at all? Talk, man. I just talked to him a couple of days ago. He's he was out there with my old high school team, Shadow Park State. Shout out to my boy Zach Lopez, bringing home a second state title, man. So it's dope as hell. Yeah, and and for a guy that has only fought once in the UFC, you've become I, I at least to me, you've become pretty darn par, uh, pretty darn popular fighter in this division. I feel like every time you tweet about anything from good morning to an opinion about Patty Pimblet, you get so much interaction, like a lot of likes is retweets, et cetera. Like it's just, is it weird to see all these notifications? Like, do you have to turn your notifications off these days? Especially fight week, like the day of I touch my phone. It's like annoying or like after the fight, it's vicious, man. It's crazy. It's great. Did you expect this to happen so quickly? Um, no, not like this, but I know God has his plan and I see him moving in my life, man. Like I love my fans, man. This has been none short of a miracle, man. Like, like I couldn't actually be in a better position in life. I'm so honored and grateful to be here. 
And now your story, which, which you and I have talked about in the past and, and it's, it's been out there and it's even pinned to the top of your, of your Twitter page right now. And, and to have be in the UFC and have the story out there a little bit more and more eyes are, are reading it and more ears are hearing it. What has that been like? Or have you been contacted to do a lot of public speaking? Are you doing a lot more of that stuff? Cause I know that was important to you. Yeah. I just got to speak, uh, at SC, SFCC this year. So that was a great experience speaking to the youth and getting them ready for college and making sure they're staying sharp. Like, it's what I'm all about, just giving back, man, you know, because I would I would wish I had someone to talk to when I was growing up. So if I can be that for the youth or the, the younger people out there, it, it's an honor. I'll say yes every time. Like, it's not just about fighting. I'm here to motivate, help as many people as I can. How do you like this matchup with Ferris on paper? Two-fight win streak. He's going to try to kill that smile, as the nickname suggests, as people keep trying to call you right now. It is fight week. How, how do you feel stylistically you match up with him? Uh, just a second. Let me get you back on. All good. I think this is a perfect second fight. He's I'm the underdog, which I love, man. I love those vibes, man. Free money for my boys. So I'm just out here to make a statement. Like, it's on his end to win now. Like, I got nothing to lose and no pressure on my ends. It's just to have fun and that's what I'm here to do. Are you surprised you're the underdog heading into this Not fight? A little bit, but I love it, man. Thank you. Thank you. No pressure on me. Yeah. I can just on the shoulder, chip. right? Yeah, no chip on the shoulder. It's just I get to shock the world again and show them why God is real, man. They're going to see it after this performance, after the next one. They're going to know that there's, there's, there's God out there. Someone's on my side. Things are going to be unexplainable. Like, look at it. Seven seconds. No one really my size is knocking someone out in seven seconds. So how do we uh, how do we get this done on Saturday? What's what's the headlines going to read after you fight? Um, you guys know how I'm coming. First round knockout, whatever it comes, whatever it gives me. I don't care if it's submission, but I'm gonna put that pressure on him, man. And I just know like he doesn't do good with that pressure fighting, and I know that's what I'm gonna implement in my game. Really, just be a mixed martial artist, mixing and takedown. I know he worked hard, but it, there's just levels to this, man, and you guys are going to see that. We also got a big fight in your division in the main event of this card because Islam Makachev was supposed to fight Benil Dariush. What a huge fight that was going to be. Dariush gets injured. In enters Bobby King Green, who is, the man is just on a roll right now. Very little to lose here, taking this fight on 10 days' notice, but what an opportunity he has, and he can make this division really, really interesting. So, where do you gauge Bobby Green's chances against a guy like Islam Makachev, who's looked damn near unbeatable over the last couple of years? I think people are sleeping on Bobby Green. He's a California State placer, pretty sure two times California State placer, which is pretty much like wrestling in college at that level in Cali, man, because it's just one division at state. So this guy's legit as it comes to wrestling, and I can see this fight going either way in fanship. Look for some shocking, shocking news this weekend from Ian and from Bobby's. There's just a lot of lightweight fights on this card that's gonna, a lot of fights in play that's gonna make the division go crazy. Yeah, I feel like I feel like literally Bobby has nothing to lose here. He's got such a tremendous opportunity, and like you said, everybody is is just overlooking him. They think it's just it's all academic that he's just going to get taken down and smushed for twenty five minutes. But you think it's going to go a little bit differently? Yeah, 
Exactly. I think it's going to be a lot closer than people think. Yeah, I, I it's it's a huge huge opportunity for him. Did I see you got to visit um, the Air Force last week? Is that true? Yeah. What was that Air like? We was in a fighter jet. It was just cool, man. Handing out the awards to those guys, man. It was an honor. These guys go out there, put their life on the line for us, man. So, like I said, it's nothing I wouldn't willing be willing to do ever. They call me, I'm there, sign autographs for them, whatever. They're out there fighting for us, man. Like. My mom fight for our country, so it's all love on every end of the spectrum. Was it just you, or is there uh, some other fighters with you? Yeah, we had Dylan Rosa there, Saeed Yabukov uh, at the Bantamweight and UFC. There's a lot of upcoming fighters, too, and just looking to give back to the community and the people that's fighting for us on the back end that, that we don't see. Did they, show you, did they show you anything? I saw I your actually, tweet. I actually got to show them... Uh, a jiu-jitsu move out there in their class, which was pretty freaking cool. And they showed you something, right? A punch yeah, that could yeah. lead to some sort of embarrassment, so to speak? <laughs> yes, yes. A lot of exciting stuff coming soon. I, I did want to ask you about, and I'm sure you knew this was coming, the Joe Rogan situation, because, and I'm sure it's probably a bit redundant to you at this point, but you have defended Joe through a lot of the things he's dealing with. You even wrote uh, a very well put together op-ed piece for Newsweek called I don't need white people telling me what's supposed to offend me. I thought it was tremendously written. How did you putting that article out there happen? Like how did this all happen? What drove you to becoming sort of a public voice in defense of Joe Rogan? It's because I know what it's like to make mistakes and, I just think we shouldn't define people off their mistakes, but how they come back for them. It takes a real man to apologize publicly. He could have just hit out, said nothing, but he knew what he did wrong. He, he accepted that. He apologized. This guy is not racist, man. He's out there looking out for us. This guy came out through my, for my fight when he wasn't even supposed to be coming out yet, which blew, helped me blow up, man. This guy's always looking out for us, and I think we should give him that respect. So how did this thing with Newsweek happen? Did you, did they reach out to you? Did you reach out to them? Like, how did that work? So the post was went crazy. Then I got hit up by the news weekly and they asked me to write an article on it. And I was like, what an honor. And I was all, all about it. What was it like to see it? Like in publication, you got to see your name and your picture in the byline. What was that like for you? Oh man, dude. That's why I tell people like, don't set your dreams to one thing. Like, the opportunities are endless, you know? Like, I always thought I was just going to be a fighter, but look, I'm writing an article for News Weekly. Like, I've done some music videos. Like, just, in, just don't limit yourself to a fishbowl in your dream, man. Get in that ocean. Go as far as you can, man. Don't, don't just limit your, your dreams, man. Go out there and just take it all, man. Be a movie slash rock star, whatever you want. What is, uh, what is the feedback been like from not just the fans and, you know, people in the community, but just maybe the, the editors on staff there, maybe they'll, they'll have you come back and write some more stuff for them. Yeah. It was, it was, it was a lot of both like love and hate, you know, but that's part of anything. That's just the way it goes. Like yin and yang, man, you don't have the haters. You don't have the supporters. It is what it is, but I have my opinion. That's how they have theirs and I'll respect both.
What did you think of him not being on the broadcast for the pay-per-view? Because he was on the broadcast and then he's off the broadcast. There's scheduling conflicts and there's no scheduling conflicts. And then it's all, and then it becomes Joe's decision altogether to not be on the desk himself. What did you make of the whole situation? If you don't mind me asking. Um, I think that's showing that he has a lot of remorse, man. You know, like pretty much grievance, you know, he know he, he feels bad about what he did. That's what I'm trying to tell people. Like, Joe Rogan's a good guy. Like, if he didn't feel bad, he'd been showing his face, smiling like he didn't care. But like I said, he's a respectable dude. Do you think it was his decision in the end to just not do it? Yeah, you know? That makes sense. Hey, listen, if, if that's the case, I, I think he deserves a lot of credit for that. And, you know, good on him. And he'll be back on the next one. I think he makes the broadcast special. And who knows, after this fight, maybe you, you sneak onto a pay-per-view and you and Joe get to go shoulder to shoulder again and, and talk about the big win. I'm sure that's one of your goals for 2022 is not. Yes, sir, man. Then to be top 10 in UFC by the time the year ends, let's go. There you go. Well, Terrence, I appreciate you jumping on on fight week. It means a lot and uh, really looking forward to this fight. Can't wait to see it. And uh, all the best to you on Saturday inside that apex, my man. Hey, thanks. Brother. Let's go, baby. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible. Eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.